0: championship right here He's caught for the corner. He's got it. Hello and welcome to Fourth and Five, your Longhorn Nation podcast. I'm your host Will Vazer and I'm Joe alongside by Darius Terrell. Welcome back everybody. It's the end of the spring ball. We're getting into the summer. But before we get into the summer, let's go ahead and take a look at what just happened in the spring game. Talk about the offense, the quarterback battles, defense, improvements, and what needs to happen on that side of the ball, and just what Texas needs going into the 2022 season. Darius, how you been, bud? It's been quite a while. It's been quite a while.
1: Man, man. What's going on? Everything's good. I'm blessed. I'm glad to be here. Excited to be back. Excited to have a good show tonight, man. It's been too long.
0: It's been too long. I mean, you got a baby. I got married. You, you got guys who are being recruited on your team now. A, uh, <laughs> how you say? Correct me. I'm not. I'm not from up there, Waxahachie.
1: Uh, Waxahachie. Waxahachie. Wax. Yeah, wax. Don't say wax. You're okay. gonna. You're gonna make them folks mad. I'm, I'm
0: gonna get beat up. I'm not. I'm not moving. I'm not moving up there. I'm gonna get beat up. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, man, it's it's been a fun year so far, you know. Well, it would have been nice to have a watchable spring game, but Texas Hmm. couldn't do that because of the lack of depth at offensive line. We'll talk about that later in the game, later in the podcast. But you know, the broadcast wasn't great. (laughs) Missed a lot of plays, and really, there's this is just spring ball. It was a scrimmage. It wasn't. There wasn't a ton to take away from it, honestly. But we'll do our best to overanalyze it. You know, some caveats going into this, some big asterisks going into this. This is spring ball. Things will change over the summer. Injuries and growth will happen over the season. What we're talking about today is probably going to change. But we're going to go ahead and try to try our best to prognosticate off of the like 50 plays we saw.
1: <laughs>
0: How do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, I think uh, we'll do the best we can. I think we'll piece something together, all right.
0: Yeah, well, I, I do want to get your thoughts. What about that Longhorn Network broadcast? That was uh, that was <laughs> atrocious.
1: Uh, well, I'm gonna be honest, man. Um, of all the disappointments that have surrounded Texas football over the past decade plus, the Longhorn Network is 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 is, is solidified. In that top three things, um it, it's been a huge disappointment, man I can't even pretend And that spring game uh, deal uh, last weekend that was that was just a perfect microcosm of what this whole thing has been a big cluster, a big big question mark. So uh, no, it, 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 it stayed true to its, uh, It stayed true to what it's been its brand this entire time man
0: i I have some really good friends who work at the Longhorn Network. And they're great people. They do the best with what they got. But I also think the Longhorn Network is a curse on this program because hmm. uh, ever since we've gotten it, it has just been a downhill spiral. But will wipe our hands clean of that and talk about the offense because that is what this team is going to be revolving around is this offense. And it's still pretty explosive and it's still pretty creative and it's still got Steve Sarkeesian calling the shots out there. I really do like the way that they are getting the ball to some of these playmakers, using the running backs and the tight ends to really sell the run by sending them down the same lanes, kind of like a pitcher who, uh, who kind of throws the same pitching motion but like has a change-up and a fastball with the same pitching motion. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gets those linebackers, the defensive backs, into a certain area, and then they use that vacated space to get their players the ball. I, I really did enjoy watching this offense call plays, which, again, is nice to feel as a Longhorn fan.
1: No, absolutely, man. It was it was great. Like you said, it was great to just, you know, you know see the colors out on the field again, you know, see football, you know, start to get the juices flowing a little bit, just a taste. And we can talk about how bad the broadcast was and everything. But at the, at the, end, at the end of the day, you know, that was – that's still, you know, that's that drug in America, man. Football, college football, NFL football, is it is it is the king. And um, no, you see, we're sitting here and we're gonna analyze those 50 plays or so. But uh offensively, um, I, I mean we knew we weren't gonna see anything amazing. Um Texas has a lot of, of 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 talented skill. Um, and and you know the big question that everybody's gonna be asking, you know, and, and and talking about is that offensive line, man. And You know, if I'm being honest, this is one of the more, although I don't think I'm nearly as optimistic as as people, or as I have been in the past about, you know, Texas heading into a season, this is as, like, this thing could literally go, like, any way. Like, Texas could be big time, like, wow, like, 11 wins, Texas could be better than last year nine wins, eight wins. Texas could be 7 and 5, they could be 6 and 6 again. Texas could probably be 5 and 7 again next season, man. So I'm just I'm I'm this is as the ceiling know, is
0: high, but the floor it's, is low.
1: It it is as unpredictable of a season coming up as I think I can remember in in a while. And um you know <laughs> that spring game or spring practice gave us nothing to to change <laughs> change that point of view. But um, but no, they have a lot of skill offensively, and um, shoot, I say let's dive into it because um, that ball I saw from Ewers to Nayor, it's one of the best balls I think I've seen in DKR in a while. So uh, no, I'm gonna harp on that for a little bit tonight.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. I talked about the, a little bit about the explosive explosivity <laughs> and the creativity of this offense. What did you see uh, from it?
1: Creativity wise, in this practice?
0: <laughs> I mean, man, it's, it was creative for not showing a ton. <laughs> For not showing a ton, that was a lot of creativity. Uh,
1: um, I saw. I, I, I said we saw more. Um, I saw more two tight end sets than I think I might have been expecting. Man, Jatavian Sanders. Even though we just saw, you know, I think two receptions. I don't think we've. I haven't. I we haven't seen a, a, a tight end catch the football and be able to turn it up the field and look like that. In a, in a long time at Texas. And that just gives you a whole new dimension. If that dude is what, what he is. Um, as far as creativity and stuff, I would say just seeing hell, he went out, he came across the formation, went out to the flats. K. Okay, Brewer couldn't do that. So mm-hmm. that's another wrinkle, you know what I'm saying? That we have added to the offense this year. We know we can look forward to, but you know, of course he held a, a, a ton of stuff back, but just seeing the, the different weapons in action. Um, it, it's got to give you, you know, some real optimism about what they can do this season offensively.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, talking about the creativity and the creative plays here, those fake blocks that J- Jatavian Sanders would throw to spring him free underneath coverages were interesting, and I'm assuming we're going to see a lot more of that. But speaking of Jatavian Sanders, that's that's a guy that's a perfect example of a five star who, if you give him time to develop instead of rushing them in, blooms. But you know, again, on you talked about Jatavian Sanders gives this team. A new wrinkle. I mean, the tight ends this for this team give Texas a new wrinkle. They give an added dimension. Texas can be as physical a team as they were with Andrew Beck, Cade Brewer, and Jared Wiley, but they actually have downfield passing threats. Big play, deep threats. You know, it is one scrimmage, but if they can block in the run game without the situational help, like they did, again. A huge asterisk here because the defensive line, the defensive ends that they're going up against are, you know, probably not the best ones we'll see this year. Uh, Will Anderson's calling. But if they do, I mean, the blocking there, it's going to be more than fine at that position. Texas is going to be more than fine at that position. And, you know, Jadavian Sanders, like you said, adds a feature to this offense that Texas hasn't had since your Michael Finley.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm um, part of me is kind of wondering is, is Jaleel Billingsling kind of like, you know, did I make a mistake? You know, I, I, I came and joined the wrong room, maybe because I'm kind of, I'm, I'm really having a hard time. Um, I was thinking red zone threat, maybe, but I mean, that's Sanders can do that. I mean, um, you're at like, I don't, yeah, I actually don't know what he actually is going to, I'm interested to see what wrinkle he has to this offense because. It seems like you know the guys in front of them have it covered, and they're younger than him. But well, um,
0: I mean, we're talking about the players, the skill players that Texas has here. Jatavian Sanders, Julio Billingsley, will be a compliment on the inside to a guy like Jordan Whittington, and the wide receivers on the outside. I mean, I'm actually really feeling good about the wide receivers this year, going into this year, like for the first time in quite a while. Last year, I did not feel good about wide receiver. Texas was very, very thin at the position, and Xavier Worthy was just kind of a a lucky happenstance, honestly. Texas with Jatavian Sanders, Jaleel Billingsley, kind of helping out in the middle and taking away some of the pressure that teams would focus on to these wide receivers that Texas has is going to be a huge relief and allow Steve Sarkeesian to really you know, dial it up and be more creative
1: remember how, well, hell, I don't even remember the year right now. It was a 2019, 18, 19, 2020, maybe. Remember how the Texas offense, Sam Ellinger, everything would be all good until Colin Johnson went down or something. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's completely changed the offense. Well, for the first time and seemingly forever, like you were like kind of alluding to naming all these different guys, the defense is going to try to take away something. So they're going to try to take away Xavier worthy. Right. So you saw Nayor. Nayor is every bit of six, three. And that, he looked like he could scratch his his, his shins standing straight up. Those arms were so long, and he can run. He's going to be
0: on people's shoulders, man. You, man, you, he, he, you see
1: he, that? No, he can run, and and so he's going to be one on one a lot. Jordan Whittington's going to be one on one a lot if he can stay healthy. And there there are going to be times <laughs> hell where where folks they have to leave Worthy one on one. So like in the passing game, that the sky's the limit. Like you said, if if their protection is there, and even though I mean. We'll see. Sark Sark will find a way to get guys the ball in the passing game, and and what is talented has you know the quarterback options that they have as well. I don't worry about the passing game, honestly. But um, no. Yeah, you man, remember the, when
0: uh, Garrett Wilson was choosing between Texas and Ohio State? Do you remember why he chose Ohio State?
1: Uh, they, they do a way better job with developing players.
0: They do a, not just players, wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Texas hasn't had a wide receiver who was drafted in quite a while when Garrett Wilson was trying to choose between <clears throat> Texas and Ohio state. This is the wide receiver development. This is the wide receiver room that could have stopped you from losing Garrett Wilson to Ohio state. When you're like, okay, look at Xavier worthy. You can see yourself there. Look at Jordan Whittington. Look at us. Isaiah Nair, hopefully a hall or, uh, maybe Marcus Washington becomes consistent this year, but, that the top three wide receivers, they all complement each other well and they are all deadly threats. And mm-hmm. I don't know if Texas has had this much wide receiver depth since the Mac Brown days, honestly.
1: Go ahead and say it. 2005? Just before that. I don't. You, just, I mean, you, you name three. That's Roy, BJ Johnson, Sloan Thomas. I'm thinking 01, <laughs> potentially. So we'll yeah,
0: see. I mean, I mean, usually you're looking at like two guys. You consider that a lot of depth. I'm thinking like Billy Pittman, Jordan Shipley, yep. or uh, Cosby Swede. Mm-hmm. Exactly, but this is three. You finally have three really deadly threats in the passing game, and then and on top of that, we were talking about those tight ends. Yep. Now that's that's a lot of Kool Aid. <laughs> that's a lot of Kool Aid. Right,
1: it, it should be difficult for whoever the quarterback is, you know, not to have success. You know,
0: um, right? I mean, speaking of Isaiah Nair, I, I people always want to claim that transfers or guys coming in are going to be the next greatest thing, right? And I was sort of like, okay, Isaiah Nair could be good, but I don't know if he's going to be great. But what I saw in that, in this, you know, the fifty plays in the scrimmage. He knows how to throw great blocks. He knows how to use his body. He's more than just the deep threat that he was advertised to be. He's a big body wide receiver that Herman always wanted, with consistent hands and the ability to run a lot of routes.
1: No, he he looks like uh, I mean he was Wyoming's best offensive player last season, and I mean he I'm not I mean now Jameer Johnson's no world beater, um, and honestly I think he looks a little bit out of place playing at a place like Texas, but. They are looking at that. I don't remember a body type like that, man, in a while. Maybe Brendan Eagles, but, um, maybe New York can be what we, what, what, what most Texas fans hoped that Brendan Eagles could be. Um, but I'm really excited about that guy. I thought he looked great. Um, and Hey, and you know what? I'm speaking of guys. I mean, all of those guys look pretty good, man. Shout out to, to the strength and conditioning, you know, program. I think he's doing a good job. Guys are moving well. Um, but no, um let's go ahead and move then. I already know. We gotta spend some time talking about those guys up front, right?
0: Well, no, we can we can we can stretch this out. <laughs> we got running backs, man.
1: Um, Texas yeah, those yeah, running yeah.
0: backs I mean, B. John Robinson didn't even play. B. John Robinson did I'm I'm trying to we're trying to keep the Kool-Aid going before we hit reality. A reality check here, <laughs> Darius. I wanna talk about those guys behind B. John Robinson, because B. John Robinson didn't even play. Yeah. But holy cow. Holy dude, there's so much depth at this running back position. Like Roshon Johnson could be a start, could be a starter for a lot of different teams. Yeah,
1: really he's got tough.
0: a nasty step arm. He runs hard. He knows how to hit the hole. I've been a big Roshon Johnson fan since forever, and like, I have this this consistent tweet. Whenever Roshon Johnson breaks a run, I go, "This is still a Roshon Jan- Johnson stand account." That's that's my that's my Twitter thing.
1: Nah, he's had a unique journey, man, for sure. And um no, like you said, he's a guy that can start for probably, you know, seventy percent of other teams across the country. And he looks faster. Um, he looks every year, every season, um, he you, he's visibly gotten better. And uh you hear, you know, you hear about his character and what he's like in the locker room, what type of guy he is, you know, he's almost he's impossible not to root for, man. Um was excited to see Jonathan Brooks, you know, big Jonathan Brooks fans and and, um, you know, he also looks good. He looked good last year, and even he looks a little bit – his body looks a little bit more toned. He looks a little bit quicker. Um, that dude's going to be good. That dude's going to be, be really good. good. When Bijan
0: Robinson goes, I i don't see a – I mean, there's going to be a drop-off because Bijan Robinson's a generational dude, but mm-hmm. – like, So Texas is
1: going to lose Bijan and Roshon, right, because Roshon's a senior.
0: Exactly, but they're going to get Brooks, Jaden Blue, and, you know – maybe maybe
1: Ruben owens got trey Trey weisner got trey weisner in the in the in the the bag now
0: yeah
1: but um no they got a texas has an abundance of riches at running back right now Um, and and,
0: keelan robinson as well showing off the hands finally
1: yeah i still wouldn't uh, i wouldn't bank on that too much but uh no running back room is deep running back room is deep it's deeper than a wide receiver i don't know i just I, i i can i have concerns about them keeping all those guys honestly um the deadline for the portal is May 1st, right, in order to, to keep eligibility for next season. So um, I'm a little concerned about the running back room. Man. I'm not I'm not saying I've heard anything or anything like that. It's just me thinking out loud. But, no, um, Texas has an abundance of riches at running back, man. Just, this is as deep of a running back room as I can remember in a while.
0: Well, with Brennan Marion coming into the fold, his offense, his go-go offense, utilizes a bunch of two running back sets. And Texas was already using a good number of two running back sets last year. C Keesan loves the running back. He loves using the running back as a wide receiver threat. There was a lot of times where actually the tight end was used in place of the running back for the pass blocking and had the running back go out and run the routes that a tight end would. I would assume that Keelan Robinson's going to have a place, Roshan Johnson's going to have a place, and of course B. John Robinson's going to have a place. And then guys like Jonathan Brooks and Jaden Blue kind of came in knowing, like, you're going to be behind B. John Robinson. Like, you're you're going to have to sit out for a little – you're going to be sitting down for a little bit.
1: There are a lot of really nice pieces in place to, to make sure the man on the center, the trigger man, has options and um, options that are reliable and explosive. And it, it, it should be really difficult for him not to excel, not to not to put up big numbers. So, no, wide receiver, tight end, running back right now, I think we all can agree. And I don't, I don't think it's necessarily, necessarily Kool-Aid either because all these guys – at one point or another, have you know proven it a little bit on that field, man? So um this is healthy at the skill positions offensively, as as I can remember. So yeah, again, it's, I just it's just it's it's hard not to not to not to put both hands on that whole entire jug of Kool Aid and start chugging, man, because it's so easy and it's uh-huh. been so easy. But I'm I'm still going to resist. I'm going to resist.
0: But... Well, let's we'll make it a little bit easier for you to resist because let's go ahead and start talking about this offensive line mm-hmm. because. I mean, Texas was missing Andres Karic in this mm-hmm. game or scrimmage or whatever you want to call it. So, they, you know, they were missing their left tackle, the guy who's going to be their left tackle. They're trying to find their right tackle. They're trying to find some sort of consistency on the inside. And they had a lot of trouble with this defensive end and these, these defensive linemen. I mean, Texas does not have at least a proven big-time pass rusher but these offensive tackles were still getting beat. They were being put on skates, and the only guy who really wasn't was Hayden Connor. And I've been a fan of this dude. Uh, this is a bra- since the eighth grade. That that sounds hyperbolic, but like when I heard about this guy in the eighth grade from a coach out at uh, in Katy, him and Bryce Foster's like these two guys are gonna be good. Hmm. I'm that's that's my claim to fame. I I was a Hayden Connor fan forever. Hmm. So. He has proved that if Texas needs a right tackle, he's going to be good to be there. He's not a left tackle. He's not left tackle material. He's not fast enough. He doesn't have long enough arms. But if they need him on the interior, he's good to go. If they need him at right tackle, he's good to go. So Texas kind of has a little bit more options there. However, beyond that, you're kind of swimming for some options at your offensive tackle spot. You usually want to have seven or eight good players on the offensive line. And I was seeing guys like Junior Angel being put on skates, a lot of miscommunication up front.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we gotta take into account. I mean, you did say carriage was missing. Depth's already bad, so you even had, even then, still had guys uh, shuffling. You know, and maybe even playing out of position or playing next to guys that I haven't practiced much with all spring. But um, no, Hayden Connor looks like a guy that folks should be excited about. Should could be a multi-year starter. And outside, I guess the center, you know, majors, man. Um, Texas, Texas might be one of the few programs in the country, man, where you see, you see two or three true freshmen. Like it's really not anything a lot to get excited about. Guys like Jalen Garth, Logan Parr, <laughs> Max Merrill, they've already been recruited over, and even and oh, Cole Hudson looked better than a lot of those guys. You know, older guys that have already been there. I'm convinced now we're literally going to see a Power Five program, national brand, out recruit three years of offensive line, four years of offensive line recruits <laughs> in one class, and they have to play, and um, that that's what makes you know the, the predictability of this season so volatile, um, because they are desperate and it is every bit as bad as as, as people say. To see it with my own eyes again on, on this past weekend, I was just like, I was. That's malpractice. It's almost impossible for them to be in that type of situation.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tom Herman and that staff kind of really screwed up the off of the line recruiting. I mean, Hayden Connor was not a very highly rated guy in the class, but that class was stacked. Reuben Fathery, Bryce Foster, guys mm. like that, Donovan Jackson, all those guys are good players at the next level you missed on all every single one of them except for Hayden Connor and you had a chance with all of them so I mean it's missing that much of the class really put Texas in a huge hole here now you have to either hope that Kelvin Banks and Devon Campbell are are those dudes and you usually don't want to start a true freshman ever at offensive line especially coming into the season usually even then, you want to give them some time to get into the offense, and they're usually ready to play around midway through the season. Or you go into the transfer portal and you get another guy.
1: They haven't gone into the portal. I was told, or I've heard, there were assurances made to that offensive line class that they've spent you know six figures on for each guy. Um, that no portal guy would be brought in. No order guy would be brought in to supplement. It is their opportunity. It is their opportunity to come in and play. And, um, no, nah, man, um, and I, I don't know if, if you saw or have heard, but um, Cam Williams is supposedly 100% guard for Texas. So if Cam's a guard and he's looking at playing um, Banks at tackle, NATO at tackle, and then Campbell at the other guard. So um, I'm interested to see that.
0: Yeah, hopefully you get a guy who is like a Sam Cosme who just comes in and is immediately good.
1: These guys are supposed to be much better than Sam Cosme was.
0: Well, I mean, Sam Cosme was a three star, right? So nobody was right. expecting anything out of right. him, but he came in. It was was immediately, you know, these kids.
1: These kids have been paid and they're expected to play. I'm I'm I am fascinated to watch it play out, but it's because it's be because no because they're all on their own evaluations are beastly. They're beast. Nato mm-hmm. they is a beast. Cam Williams is a beast. <laughs> Campbell Banks they're beasts. And I'm, I'm, I, I cannot wait to watch it. I can't wait to watch it, but they're going to have to be having some illegal practices in the summer, having two days, all that stuff with Flood, because um they're going to have to play. <laughs> they're going to have to come in and play. So I can't mm-hmm. wait to see.
0: Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see if you, they can pick up and gel with the offensive of line currently yep. there. Yep. You know, fast enough to, I'm not even worried about Alabama. I'm worried about UTSA.
1: Hmm.
0: So let's get to the big. The big battle in the message boards here. The quarterback battle. Now I don't know if it's that big of a battle because I think everybody wants a certain guy to win. Everybody has their favorite dude. And it's it's Quinn Ewers. And really the main issue isn't the quarterback in this offense. It's the you know, not the one who's tossing the ball, it's the whether or not he's gonna have time to do so. But if we're you know, the quarterback is an in- an important part of this offense, and
1: it's an important part of every offense. <laughs> I mean, it is like it's, it's
0: it's an important part of the offense, right? <laughs> I,
1: I'm
0: not I'm not breaking any new ground here. <laughs> So let's go, go, and, no, let's go ahead and let's Stop.
1: Just go ahead and get to explaining why you're a Hudson card fan. Just cut it. Cut the, I'm about to cuss, cut it out and just go ahead and start talking about Hudson card. Well,
0: hold up. First ahead. off, back off. Go
1: I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to mute my mic. Hold on, off, mic. Hold on one second. Here. I'm
0: not a Hudson card fan, but, but I'm also not a Quinn Ewers fan. I just don't have a fandom. I just think both quarterbacks are good and, and Hudson card. Well, he seems really comfortable. He see it's, it's it's the same reason you were a Casey Thompson fan. Holy it's... crap.
1: No 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 it, it is not. There has nothing I was a Casey Thompson fan because I actually like believed in Casey Thompson a little bit as a competitor. It is nothing like 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 let me move my mic. Go ahead.
0: If we were to play tomorrow, I would rather Hudson Card be the starter.
1: Hell no.
0: I mean, he is. He seems a lot more comfortable. He still has a quick arm. His ability How does to work he seem a lot in more a comfortable? broken pocket. How
1: does he seem? No, no, no. In a rewind. broken pocket. Let's not. I'm going to break this down. You said he seems a lot more comfortable. Stop right there. How does he seem a lot more comfortable? Based on what in those 50 plays you saw?
0: I. He had less happy feet. And he seemed a lot more comfortable hitting the plays that are going to be Texas' offense's bread and butter plays. The intermediate routes, the ones that are wide open, he didn't miss any of those passes it's practice (laughs) man I I just don't know I'm not here's the here's the problem I'm not I'm not convinced with either quarterback right now I'm not convinced Quinn Ewers didn't come in and you know wow me he threw he threw one really 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 pretty ball
1: he is he is a
0: talented young guy now listen listen he's a talented all we talked
1: about all we talked about was how pretty Hudson Carr's balls were last season
0: Exactly.
1: Ewers only threw one pretty ball. He, th-
0: he Okay, he threw a, a few, like three or four. Here's the problem, is he's a young, talented guy. He's out there trying to make plays, and he's inconsistent. He's inconsistent. He either throws a beautiful he, he's ball. A, he,
1: he's, he's essentially a true freshman. He's a true freshman. Exactly. Exactly. But he's the number one player in the country.
0: Yeah. No, you're proving my point here. He is a, an incredibly talented player, an incredibly talented player. Some plays, he's going to make an incredible pass, just an absolute beauty of a play. Other plays, he's going to try to either make a play that he can make in high school, but he can't make it this level, or he's going to be inconsistent in miss passes like he did during the scrimmage
1: because the speed of the game has gone up a level. And he's also making more than your offensive coordinator That's and true. defensive coordinator combined.
0: Yeah, I mean, that doesn't mean you starting him, but the. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this has become the NFL. I'm going to you play your first round draft pick. OK, the only reason he hasn't been named a starter yet is because the transfer portal deadline to play for eligibility is May 1st. If Sark wanted to be an ass about it, he could name him the starter on May 2nd. But they're going to wait and drag this into fall camp. And talk about a competition and talk about how Ewers is really coming on and reports and all that crap. And then he'll be starting for the Alabama game. I might even see, no, no, because you can't start card ULM because you're in whoop ULM. So I mean maybe you start Carr if you want to sacrifice him for that Alabama game, you know. If you don't want to get your prize recruit, you know, really, you know, banged up. But um you know how this is gonna go. I mean, I you know, know how it's gonna, go. gonna go. I
0: understand what's gonna happen. I get it. I get it. Quinn, yours is going to be your starting quarterback. Like I, I'm not trying to play like Hudson Card is going to be your starter. I'm just unimpressed with the performance from the scrimmage. Like he is a talented, he's a talented young quarterback. He's a very talented. He's going to throw some incredible balls, and then he's going to do some plays like he did, where he threw it over the middle, and you're like, what are you seeing there? Why are you trying to make that play and fit into that hole? Like that makes no sense. It's sort of like like think. No, yours, like think, oh. think Sam Ellinger year one versus year two, where Sam Ellinger is trying to make plays that he could in high school. And this is a different level. You're not going to be able to fit that ball in
1: there anymore. I well, That pick, the cook had nothing to do with fitting the ball in there. He flat out didn't see the damn safety stand in there. But I would 100 percent, 10 times out of 10, take the guy that's going to say F it and throw the football down the field. Then the guy is going to hold on to it and take a sack or check down every time because he doesn't want to turn the ball over. So I will take Ewers turning the ball over, being aggressive, especially with the players Texas has. You, you give them guys chances, right? You agree on that, right? They've got guys where you can go ahead and give them some 50 50 ball chances, right? Yeah, no. I mean, here's the thing. Is, okay. Quinn, so, Ewers like, is
0: fit, Quinn Ewers' deep ball is much better than Hudson Cards. And that's, that's an important part of this offense. So I get that. Right. But also,
1: he doesn't, he threw the pick. So who he? I don't think he cared very much. I saw him throw three picks as uh, junior year in the state championship game. I mean, he was injured while he was out there playing. He threw three picks. Guess what? He kept throwing the damn ball. I think that's that's my biggest issue with Card. Okay, he looks. I'm just I'm, I'm having a hard time getting that Arkansas out, out my mouth. And I know he played in other games. He showed that same stuff in other games at times. And I don't. You you will never. You don't have a chance if the guy in the center won't cut it loose. You can't play that position worried about oh, what if I? What if I? Oh, everybody's going, to oh, what are people going to You have to let it hang, man. And I, and yours, I just I know he doesn't care about any of that crap. He's going to let it, he's going he's going to sling it. So that's there's that's my thing, man. I think that's the biggest difference. Texas is going to be young everywhere else anyway. Offensive line, they're going to be young guys playing defensively. So, I mean, we're going we're going to live with their growing pains. I mean, th- it's crazy we wouldn't live with Ewers growing pains as well. So,
0: with the amount of talent Texas has for a quarterback to work with, do you think they need a guy who is going to put them into risk or a guy who can consistently get it to those guys in space?
1: I think Ewers can consistently get it to guys in space. Like if He you was talking missing those swing behind. Passes. He was missing
0: a high. He was missing forward. And then, and then he'd have an incredible ball where he, he comes from an interesting arm angle, and it is a bullet I mean, to the guy. We're,
1: we're talking like Carr completed eighty five percent of his passes or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I just think I think the upside for the team is a lot higher with three back there, and I know there are going to be growing pains. Who do I think gives Texas a better chance of beating Texas San Antonio? I think they're going to be just fine with Ewers back there, man. I do.
0: I mean, here's the thing at the end of the day is I don't think Texas can go wrong with either Hudson Card or Quinn Ewers as the quarterback. Like, I, yes, Quinn Ewers might be the guy and he might be better. But honestly, I don't think Texas could go wrong with either quarterback here. A Hudson Card gives you a little bit more stability. He raises the floor, but he lowers the ceiling. Quinn Ewers drastically improves the ceiling, but he also lowers the floor here. And so that's sort of how I would look at these two quarterbacks. Honestly, I could go either way. And that's my thing is like, I know everybody wants to go Quinn Ewers, but I'm over here saying like, hey, Hudson Card's not bad. Hudson Card was a top player. Hudson Card has some really good attributes to his game.
1: Hudson Card wasn't in the same ballpark as a player rated as Ewers on any on any surface. Um, but... Here, so let's talk hypothetically. What is what is Card? A red shirt sophomore? hmm Okay, so say say he he gets the keys and, and starts the season, right? And let's say he plays let's say he plays pretty well. Okay. So now you're gonna tell me Hudson Carr is your starting quarterback as a red shirt sophomore, and then you have a, a red shirt freshman right behind him that again has all of this this
0: money energy <laughs> and,
1: and attention and, and everything around him. You gonna tell me we just you just did all of that just to play the guy you already had there anyway? No, he you have to give that guy a chance, and I don't, and I just do not see, barring injury, any way when Ewers gets out on that field and gets that chance that 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 anybody else is gonna be able to get on. You see what I'm saying? No, I mean like I like get like, it. like like I
0: understand what's gonna happen here. I I I get it. I get it. I get it. I've said I understand what's going to go on here. I'm just – I'm putting and it out I, there. Like, I, I, I think Card, hard Card
1: hard, hard had his chance last season, and 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 he looked afraid. And it's the University of Texas. This is a big time. This is college football. This is the quarterback position. This is big money. All right, the next step is the NFL. All right, I think he had his opportunity, and you get recruited over. That's what you expect from a program that's supposed to be big time, Will. You didn't see C.J. Stroud get in there, struggle, get pulled, and then get another chance. You either take it or you don't. That's what big time programs do. Even Bama, you didn't see. You didn't see uh, Bryce Young get in there and get pulled. Bryce Young went in there and took that crap. Tua went in there and took that crap from Jalen Hurts. He's also
0: behind the, the Alabama offensive line. So so C.J. Stroud. Right, but, no, but I'm yeah, just saying I get, I get with what the, with saying. the quarterbacks, what you don't.
1: That ain't a position you get second, third chances. You either got it or you don't.
0: D.J. Ugulele, U- not.
1: Who did they recruit did they behind? Play play? I'm not gonna pretend like I know Clemson's quarterback situation. Uh, the
0: guy from Westlake.
1: Oh, Clubland just got there. Yeah. Uh no, Clublin's gonna wait because they got a two year separation. You know what I'm saying like you, you, you a UG Lele, didn't they I don't even remember their record this past season, but I think now nah, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna start the season as a starter. But they now have an option that, you know, I don't think they really had an option last year to pull that guy. They got an option now. If he's mm-hmm. struggling, yeah, they're gonna go to that freshman. And guess what? He's not you. You you and Jalele ain't gonna get that job back. That's, that's just how that's how it goes in big time college football.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you, I think we both would agree he's a more gifted prospect than Card, right? Yeah. So yeah, man. No, man. We we hell we wasting time talking about this quarterback situation. <laughs> well,
0: let's go ahead and take a look at the defense then. Let's go ahead and take a look at the defense. Uh, we'll start off with the defensive line here, and again, big asterisks. Up, up on the trenches here, which is the most important part of football because of how thin and bad the offensive line is. And also the defensive ends at Texas, you know, you don't have any proven pass rushers here,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you know what you want from a defensive line is to have a quarterback feel you on every play at the very most after four, to three to four seconds. Do you feel like Texas given the guys they have, has the ability to do that.
1: With the current roster, I, I do not. Keandre Coburn doesn't provide, well, from the interior, let's just talk, let's start on the outside first. Um, who started? Uh, Agufo and who am I thinking? Sorrell. Was it was it Sorrell? Sorrell. Okay. I wanna like Sorrell. I wanna be excited about him. I know he definitely had a couple of flashes, um, I believe, early last season. Um, but I mean, he's going up against Michael Bayless. You know, what I'm saying he's it's a walk on. He's he's just he's he's terrorizing them. It's, it's hard to it's hard to tell, you know, how how different he is from this past Jalen season. Jalen Garth as well. Um, yeah, Garth is a guy that has been recruited over. He's like, I hope, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's I, I just it's hard to it's really hard to judge those guys. And to my to my naked eye, no, we still have a big question mark about the pass rush. Um, and, you know, from there you go outside. OK, well, they don't have it outside. Well, let's look inside. Kendrick Coburn has never he, he still this is year five, right? He's still playing high. I don't get it. I don't get it. Moro Ojimo has never been much of a, a pass rushing threat. You know, he's a he's a solid, versatile, run stopping, you know, defensive lineman. Tavondre Sweat for his size has never really pushed a pocket. Alfred Collins, you know. Who knows what Alfred ever has going on? You know what I'm saying? And um, honestly, um, even against that that younger, you know, or younger, that not very talented offensive line that was out there. I Actually, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit. I was expecting a little more flash from Justice Finkley. The taste in my mouth coming out of that scrimmage from the defensive line was it was, you know, it was uninspiring. But, you know, part of that is, was it was going to it was going to be hard anyway, knowing who they were going against. I didn't see guys that are ready to. I didn't see a Big Twelve championship defensive line.
0: I mean, I did see it, the defensive line take advantage of the lack of skill on the other side. I mean, Keandre Coburn actually looked much better than I thought he looked all year last year. I mean, he kind of put guys like Junior Angulo on skates, and he caused kind of kind of was in the backfield quite a lot more than he was last year. Uh, Devondre Sweat, more Ojomo, and Byron Murphy all kind of looked pretty solid in my eyes, but. The guy, you talked about it, I, I would like to see be better is Alfred Collins. I mean, we all remember him after his freshman year. Now it's a different defense that really makes it a lot more difficult for the defensive line to be better. But I would like to see Alfred Collins getting off blocks a lot better than he is. And I think a lot of it is he still has a lot of things swimming around in his head during the plays, which is really slowing him down. Kind of taking one or two steps off of his game, where he's he's kind of playing with the player like, which way do I go here? Because I don't have one gap responsibility; I have two gap responsibility. so I can't just, bl- you know, blast through it, you know, and use my raw skills here. I have to actually think, and it's really slowing him down and really hurting his game. But. You know, I think honestly they're solid in the defensive line, defensive tackles, but they're not great. And given the names that you're seeing here, you're like these guys should be great. You know, at Jack, yeah, at, you so. know Alfred Collins, you should be good. More Ojimo, you should be good. Keandre Coburn, Devondre Sweat, By- Byron Murphy, like these guys, like you should be better than you are than they're playing right now. And I think it, a lot of it has to do with the defense they're playing which is asking a lot less of havoc from them and more allow the guys behind you to create havoc.
1: What's I don't up? get that, though, because when you think back to Washington, you think back to they had two defensive tackles, big guys like Sweat, like Coburn, get drafted in the top half of the NFL draft. You know what I'm saying? Danny Shelton, Vita Vea. I don't understand that when you have seen, you see what I'm saying, guys? I know, and I know it was their first year. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you've seen big guys in this defense be disruptive and be as disruptive as any player in the country at their position and go get paid. So what is the excuse of the guys that Texas has in those same positions?
0: I, I don't know. I don't – I'm not, I'm not a defensive coach. Not a defensive coordinator. <laughs> don't know how to figure it out.
1: Hey, man, everybody loves Bo Davis for the for the bus rent, right? I, I've never heard him get – I haven't heard him get much heat at all. For no. that defensive line performance this past I,
0: season. I miss Giles.
1: but He's a really good coach. I was a really good coach.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was. But, I mean, if we're going to take a look again, let's take a look at the, the defensive ends here. You know, Ovia Gufo and Baron Sorrell. I actually really think they're a lot more solid than they were last year. Now, Baron Sorrell is kind of hit and go, touch and go on, on setting the edge. Sometimes he did really well. Sometimes he got flat out beat and Ovi Agufo, he is what he is Justice as Finkley as you said I mean I was hoping to see more he has a lot of good effort but he needs to put some polish on his pass rushes I mean if and you look at it last year when did Texas's season go downhill when did when did the sixth game losing streak really start it was in the second quarter of that OU game when two injuries maybe was it three when did when did Jordan Whittington go down was that the
1: OU game Whittington had the collarbone. But was that the OU
0: game? I forget. I think it might
1: have been. I think it might have been. Or it was three
0: say, injuries. Yeah. Three injuries during the OU game. Jordan Whittington going down with the collarbone, collarbone. Jacoby Jones going down for the year. And Casey Thompson hurting his thumb. Spraining his thumb. Those were the three major injuries that basically derailed Texas this season. And Whittington did
1: hurt that. It was it was in Oklahoma. It was an Oklahoma game.
0: Because I mean, Jordan Winton was your threat over the middle. You didn't really have a, de- a tight end or another another slot to really take away from Xavier Worthy. Josh Moore wasn't it. You didn't have a guy to set the edge. Like, Jac- like Jacoby Jones did. He wasn't a great pass rusher, but what he was able to do was set the edge so that on the counter you weren't yeah. absolutely freaking screwed.
1: Hey, I-, I took Jacoby Jones for granted.
0: Yeah, I think we all did. We all very <laughs> much did, not that we found out after losing six games in a row, hey, oh, well, he's a pretty important dude. And then Casey Thompson with a sprained thumb. I mean, again, the deep ball is very important, and with the inability to grasps the ball firmly, as firmly as he was, and throw the ball as well as he could, you know, you were pretty much hamstrung there. So again, yeah. you just need Jacoby Jones level. And then you have a decent defense. You have a decent defense. <sighs> Texas really needed Oshawn Mathis. He really needed Oshawn Mathis. Hmm.
1: There's there's no reason that that Texas, Texas can't, can't match KM in the neck
0: and in, in the NIL.
1: Yeah, like let's let's battle. let's stop let's stop playing with it. And, and listen, y'all. Texas Texas is not the squeaky clean that they image that they like to portray. Okay. But um nobody's dark, doing it like AM dark, man.
0: Dark money in my college football? It's have you not seen that picture? Uh, it's the viruses on my computer? It's much more likely than you'd think. <laughs> the the little banners, no? Okay. Well, no. I, <laughs> it's one
1: of my favorite it's one of my favorite no, images on the internet I it, that sounds, whenever, whenever,
0: whenever anybody's like oh I can't believe we're paying players like now oh it's so terrible
1: right. <sighs> man do I have news for you but um but no man defensive line I mean the, that, that edge spot even more uninspiring than the edge rush right now is the linebacker position mm-hmm. I like Demarvion Viano overshone I refuse to believe that he's developed linebacker instincts all of a sudden as much as I like him um, I think Jalen Ford is a nice player. Um, I don't know that Jalen Ford is quite what Texas should have in the middle of their defense right now, and um, that's that's another position that really that really scares me.
0: Yeah, I, I think he is Jalen Ford an upgrade over Luke Brockemeyer from last oh, year. Oh man,
1: I I right now am a I, Go ahead, I'm sorry. That's
0: no, case. no worries, no worries. And I think with that you'll see sort of a an improvement in DeMarvin Overshaughn's game, sort of like you saw when you got Gary Johnson next to Malik Jefferson.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Where instead of it, instead of Anthony Wheeler, where it's a guy who'll allow the more athletic linebacker the ability to play instead of having to deal with everything. Yeah. And so with a guy like Jalen Ford who's able to take more of the demands of the position, it will hopefully allow DeMarvian Overshone some some breaks, some ability to be DeMarvian overshone Now, again, there's still a lot of processing instead of playing at this position, a lot of athleticism at the will, but they don't play fast because of the processing that it takes. Sort of the same problem that Alfred Collins is going through. Sometimes that takes reps, and sometimes you just don't got it. So hopefully it's just reps. Hopefully they just need reps, right? But... You know, we'll see.
1: I don't even know. We haven't even, there's no real big portal option that's come up, man. So, like, no. O line, relying on freshmen, the defensive front against the run game, <laughs> question marks. And, well, let's, let's go on, take the next step. And I by like. By the time this the episode changes. is out,
0: it will be the spring <laughs> deadline for guys to put their name in the portal. <laughs>
1: I would like the safeties. I, I like the way the DBs looked. I like the changes. I liked Keaton Crawford back there. As safety Texas is more athletic. Anthony Cook is where he should have been his entire career, at safety. I like that. Ryan Watts, who I was not high on coming out of high school, um, I thought he was a safety as well. Looked really. I thought Ryan Watts looked really dang good um, mm-hmm. over the weekend. I was impressed with Watts. Deshaun Jameson, not as impressed with. I don't know why he's been entrenched at his position. Um, you know, all spring and but I, I think that um, Terrence Brooks, you know, he looked like a freshman as well. You know, but Texas has questions at that, that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and, and put some faith in Watts and say I think he'll be okay. Texas has questions at that other cornerback spot in addition to you know two brand new guys back there at safety.
0: Yeah, Deshaun Jameson. You know, at this point, we were hoping that we'd see some marked difference between him and the other guys due to his seniority familiarity in the system, you know, even though it's just a year. But with, I think with Ryan Watson on the other side, I think he's going to get picked on quite a bit. And we're going to see, like, hey, you know, can you can you deal with this? Uh, he's a guy who kind of plays – What's there's the two ways to play. There's the Jalen Ramsey and then there's the other guy. Who was the guy who had the most interceptions in the NFL this year? Uh, Diggs. Diggs. You have Jalen Ramsey or you have Diggs. And Jalen Ramsey is a guy who kind of plays over – you know, you're not going to get as many big plays on him. Mm-hmm. On the other side, Diggs, you might get a big play here and there, or a lot. I mean, I think he gave up a lot of yards. But on the other side, he's going to get your he's going to get your offense the ball. And a lot of the times, you know, they can dink and dunk their way down the field. But as if you give if you get a turnover, they're no longer playing. So that's that's kind of the upside, the downside of Deshaun Jameson. He's more of a trail, uh, you know a Diggs player. He's definitely not as good as him. But that's that's sort of what you're getting here. But oh,
1: I've never understood why Deshaun Jameson has never been put in the in the in the nickel in, in the slot for Texas. I've never understood that I feel like he has always been a guy that was tailor made to be able to cover, you know what I'm saying, those shifty inside guys and he has he has always been an outside cornerback for Texas. I've never understood that. Um, I don't
0: understand why he's not returning punts. I don't get that.
1: He is an incredible is Worthy, punt, is returner. punt
0: returner. He is an incredible partner. No, he didn't. But is
1: is Worthy the punt returner?
0: Worthy and I think Whittington.
1: I'm not going to argue with Worthy. I like, I love, you know, greatest value, biggest value at Texas has been as a return, man. I'm with you.
0: Exactly. But, why is, why I'm is Deshaun you. Jameson hey, not returning well, why, points? Why,
1: why, why are folks going away from having two punt returners back there? I like that. I, I still see that in high school all the time. I love it. I, like, let's put I Worthy and it. Jameson back there and say F it.
0: Yeah. But again, you know, I don't, I don't you know, they're, Texas has, you know, Jim Jameer Johnson, who, I mean, he wasn't world beater, but he wasn't bad. He got beat on the deep ball to Neyer. Mm-hmm. I just don't think there's anybody better.
1: Texas has some holes, man. They do. They, they have do. some holes. They do, so but you, we better hope this offense. I got a feeling the defense, man, is not going to be that great this season again.
0: But I think- And then
1: Gary Patterson takes over, baby.
0: But I think I think the safety position, as you're pointing out, is much is in a much better position. And I agree. Honestly, you but know. That's not, is that I think not Rod Patterson? Babers calls it the central nervous system of the defense where you got the safety, linebacker, nose tackle.
1: Or the safety is not Patterson. It's all part of his master plan to take off for PK by midseason.
0: <laughs> But they do need polish. You know, they might be under him, but they need polish. They need they need some that, that Gary that Gary Patterson maybe he could just wipe some of the sweat off his forehead or his underarms or whatever. <laughs> Take that shirt, that shirt that's drenched, put on another one, use that one to get some polish.
1: Not are in good hands.
0: But uh, you know, the pass defense, they let a lot by them. I mean, guys like Maurice Blackwell and even Anthony Cook, Keaton Crawford, Jaron Thompson, they all let Balls get by them. They all let guys get by them, and as the safety, that's your job. your Your job is to make sure nobody gets by you. You're the safety valve. That's why yeah. it's called the safety. But also in defense, I mean, they had some of the guys had trouble with with some open field tackles. Sometimes I was the corner, like Deshaun Jameson, kind of got punked by Jonathan Brooks. You know, guys like Anthony Cook had trouble in in, in coming up and and getting an open field tackle. Uh, Jaron Thompson did, and we saw that from Jaron Thompson last year. I mean, unless it was Keaton Crawford and and Mo Blackwell, those those two dudes were 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 legit. I mean, Mo Blackwell is is really good playing downhill. I mean, Uh, Mo
1: Blackwell gonna bring that hat to you. That dude, that
0: dude hits hard. But uh, Uh, I'm interested in seeing if he can.
1: I'm
0: trying to see if if he can be better than B.J. Foster, who hit hard but didn't know angles. And Mo Blackwell, he's just learning the safety position. Can he? You know, learn it quick enough to get into the season.
1: No, so Blackwell gonna be fine.
0: I think I think he'll be okay, but still, he needs some polish there. He needs some polish. Talk about the twenty twenty de- defensive back class with Keaton Crawford and Jade Barron. I mean, boy, Texas hit it there. And I think, at least we we were when we looked at that class, we were like, wow, this is really good. Like these two guys, I think, are under underrated here. And Jada Barron was like a like a last second get for Texas. That was huge. -hmm. Jade Barron is nails in the nickel position. And Keaton Crawford's, at least from that scrimmage, is your best safety. So Keaton Crawford coming downhill and getting getting tackles, his ability to run step for step with Keelan Robinson, that was impressive. That dude was impressive all day long. And then Jade Barron, I mean, the nickel position, again, I said it's his. He had he's done great with closing speed. I mean, he knocked the hell out of – who was that? Was that Eze Nair or – Who? When uh, when he came, there who was a the ball that was thrown over, and he just kind of – his closing speed on Oh, no, who? On that the ball. Uh, Johnny Barron.
1: Oh, no, I don't remember that play.
0: You don't remember? He came – Baron? Barron it was right in front of him. Johnny Barron, as soon as he got – as soon as that ball came to him, closing speed hit, knocked the ball out. The physicality is – is there. The speed is there. The closing speed is there. He's able to hold, stick with these guys – He's what you need in the in this nickel, so I'm very happy with that. Very happy with that. Very happy with Keaton Crawford. If you can get one more guy at safety who can, you know, kind of hold it down, then I think you're good. I think that's what Texas is looking for. They're looking for safety help from the portal. They're looking for linebacker help from the portal. And, you know, I don't know who's out there. Uh, oh, the guy Craig McDonald. Who? I mean, I like Hashim Young, but he replaced Hashim Young last year. Is in the portal now. Maybe you should take a look at him. Uh well you know, actually speaking of from this class, BJ Allen, honestly, I really, really liked what he brought. He was in the right spot, the right time in the run game. Almost every single time that I saw him out there. Uh like I, I stopped and was like, Who's number seven? Like, who's number seven? He made a great play. He's he's in the correct he's got his gap positioning, right? That's that's what you kinda need in the safeties in this in this defense.
1: He's going to be fine, man. There's there's some talent in that safety room, and, mm-hmm. and they're in good hands, man. So, there's reason for optimism there. There's reason for optimism. But, man, I'm, I'm being real with you. Right now, I, I, I am a little concerned about the defense. I'm, I'm I'm almost as concerned about the defense as I am the offensive line. At least I'm, I have reason to be excited about the O-line, you know, seeing those new guys, young guys. I'm just flat out nervous about the defense because – What has really changed outside of the addition to Gary Patterson, I think it's going to be great for those safeties. What has really changed?
0: I mean, yeah, like it. You know, Texas's run game was bad last year, and I don't know if it's. You know, there's there's no reason to think that it's better this year. Finding somebody to replace the Oshawn Mathis miss is a must. Probably Mm -hmm. some linebacker help is a must. Maybe a safety is a must. So you you need some help in that defensive room to stop the run. Because I mean, as we saw last year, if you can't stop the run, you it's like that, that's what every single team these days wants to do. They want to run it. They want to run it first Got and then to. To. you know that's establish no the run. and if you can establish the run, you pretty much control the game. Okay. So Texas need to make sure that they take that away. What else does Texas need for the 2022 seasons, Darius?,
1: uh, we've discussed it, man. They need a pass rusher. Um, a linebacker would be nice. I don't know how available or realistic that is. Um, they're not going to bring in another corner, more than likely.
0: I know we don't really have a lot of time here, but I do want to know about the Niblett situation because apparently that came out of nowhere. He was he was not even thinking about Texas. I
1: don't and know then how, he committed. He, he had been on campus. He visited. He's not a very public kid, you know, as far as his social media and stuff. Um, I, I knew Texas had been recruiting him now. I, I, I wasn't sure. I thought it was as an athlete, maybe looking at him as a defensive back. But um, Brendan Marion told y'all, man, a few months ago before he deleted the tweet, he was he was tasked with signing, you know, a certain amount of X-rated players. Uh, Ryan Niblett is, is considered a top 100 player nationally. So that should have had your attention right there. So, you know, um, Jalen Hale's a target. Cook's a target. Um, Petaway's targets. So those are the guys I think you should be paying attention to. He made an early offer to Kyle Parker, early offer to Jonah Wilson. I think those guys are the contingency plans if he strikes out on the big fish that he's going after. But um, I like Niblett, man. Um, He reminds me a lot of Deshaun Hales. I don't know how many people listening to this are going to remember that name or how big time Deshaun Hales was as a recruit coming out. But Niblett's a guy, man, he's going to – I don't know how natural he is as a receiver as far as his hands. I know he doesn't have much nuance or experience running routes. He's going to be a guy that you have to have a plan for. And Texas is going to take him. He's a speed guy, a lot in the mode, like Brendan Thompson. They want to take him and give him short pass and let him do different things with it. But if there's no plan to really develop Niblet, well, there is a there's there's a, there's, a, there's some bust potential there. But, I mean, you always take a chance on speed, and Niblet's got to verify this past spring, or this spring, uh, 10, 4, 700 meters so he can oh, fly.
0: Oh, wow. Last I saw was 10, 10, 5, 8.
1: That, that's what he ran uh, as a uh, sophomore. Hmm. That's That's
0: impressive. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and he's not a big guy at all, so he's put he's picked him up and put him down.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll probably we'll probably meet back, talk about some recruiting, go more in depth into the Oshawn Mathis miss, and what Texas can do now. But uh, I think for now that's gonna be it. That's been fourth and five. Your Longhorn Nation podcast, Darius, my co-host. Where can we find you, my dude?
1: Uh I'm still in the same spots. Nothing's changed. You can find me on social media. Handle hasn't changed. Coach DT underscore TFB. Um, and of course, you can always catch you know find the content on TFBTexas.com.
0: Gotta love those Thirsty Thursdays, man. That's some good content every single week from you. Uh,
1: I appreciate it, man. It means a lot. And then lot.
0: for me, if you if you care to hear more from me, I know I know I talk a lot, but. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at W-I-L-L-B-A-I-Z-E-R. Thank you all for listening. We will see you all later. Hook
1: Hook